What's going on, people? It's Black, and I get you back with another episode of the Ramblin' Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing today? I hope y'all are staying safe. I hope y'all are at home. I hope y'all are taking care of yourselves. I hope y'all are still wearing your masks because we are getting all kinds of spikes with this coronavirus situation right now. I mean, I just got a notification on my phone talking about how the LSU versus... What was the game? Anyway, the LSU game that was supposed to be played this weekend, because you know I live down in the South, and in the South, it's all about that college football, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? But anyway, down in the South, they canceled the game because the coronavirus spike was too much, and so the game had to be canceled. So once again, I just want to remind each and every single one of y'all, Wash your hands. If you leave your house, as soon as you get back home, wash your hands. I know even though you use hand sanitizer, still wash your hands. And wear your mask. Please wear your mask. Not for just yourself, but for those around you, for your loved ones, for the people that you love. Wear your mask. Stay safe. Do all the precautions that they've told us to take. In other words, don't stay indoors with too many people. It's still not safe enough to do that. Just take all the precautions that you need to take, especially right now with it being flu season. It's expected that we're going to see a whole lot more spikes moving forward. So just keep taking the precautions, man. Keep taking the precautions and stay safe. I just pray that all of y'all are safe, man. I hope y'all are all safe. But nevertheless, welcome back to another episode of the Rambling Mind Podcast. My name is Kaichi Waba. On this podcast, we talk all things personal finance and investing. And every Thursday, we like to bring in some news aspects into things and discuss some of the things that are going on in the business world so we can see how the decisions that are being made affects the dollars in your pocket. But before we get into anything today, there's a couple of things that I wanted to share with everybody. The first thing is I have a website where you can reach me and email me and contact me and you can always get an update of new podcast episodes and also um, new YouTube videos as well. That website is theramblingmindshow.com. You can go there and you can see all my, get all my social networks and all that kind of stuff. It's a kind of a one-stop shop to get in touch with me as quickly as possible. The second thing is I just started a Discord server. Now, I started it. I ain't got nobody in there. I'm not going to lie to you guys. It's very empty right now. It's just me, myself, and I. Nevertheless, the plan for the Discord server is for it to be a place where people can contact and talk anytime that they want to talk. And hopefully, we can build a community where people can ask anybody a question about personal finance, about investing. Because at the end of the day, I don't know everything. I'm going to be honest with you guys. But if I can build a community or build or give you access to other people that may have the answers to different questions that we may have about different things, whether it's our personal finances, paying off debt, investing, all those kind of things. The goal is to get it to that point where we do have uh, the Discord server there so that we can all be talking about all things personal finance. But even apart from that, talk about anything. Uh, There will be different channels on the Discord, channels to talk about TV shows, channels to talk about money, channels to talk about politics. Yes, the things that we're not supposed to talk about, channels to talk about religion because as you guys know, faith is a very big part of what why I am who I am so that would be a channel on the discord as well and it's just for people to interact and eventually hopefully we can get that discord server to have a bunch of people interacting all the time but anyway all that is going to be in the show notes if you want to go check it out I'll have a link down there so you can check it out at any point in time but 
let's get into the show and start talking about some business stuff, alright? Alright, let's do it. So the first thing before we get into anything, as we do on this podcast recently, is the question of the week. The question for this week is, what are quarterly earnings? This is a layup, or at least it should be a layup. What are quarterly earnings? And we'll talk about that, and you guys already know exactly why we talk about that this week. You know why that's the question of the day. But the first thing we got to talk about today is we got to congratulate King James and the Lakers. We got to congratulate them. They just won the NBA championship. Hands championships? Championship. They just won the NBA championship in the bubble. Who knew that we'll be talking about the NBA champion all the way in October? Like, who knew about that? Nobody. October is supposed to be the beginning of a new season. But that's not exactly happening this time around. But I will say this. The Miami Heat, they put up a good fight. Jimmy Butler just showed everybody who he is. Jimmy Butler just put the world on notice. He just said, I'm Jimmy Butler and I'm a beast. I hope y'all are ready for me because I am a beast. So anyway, it's going to be good. It, It was good. The finals was good. It was very entertaining. But more importantly than just the championship and all of that stuff, one of the most important things that came out of this is the NBA showed the entire world how to carry out a sporting event during a global pandemic. And the coronavirus was still going on very strong when the NBA started its playoffs, or even when the NBA brought the season back, and not a single person, not a single player tested positive for the coronavirus. That is a massive, massive victory for the NBA. I mean, compared to the NFL, who's having to cancel games, reschedule games, having to do all kinds of finagling and playing around, trying to figure out how they're going to do their own season. It's not really working out. I'm in hot take. I don't think we're going to have 16 NFL games this year. I don't think every team is going to play 16 NFL games this year because the way that so many teams are announcing new coronavirus cases every other week and the fact that they're having to reschedule and say, oh, this is now your bye week. This is no longer your bye week. And they're having to do all of these stuff to try and make it work. I don't think we're going to have a full NFL season this year at some point especially now like I said earlier with cases spiking I think the NFL is gonna have to like hit pause on the season the NFL is gonna have to hit pause on the season but anyway right now we're seeing 50,000 plus new coronavirus cases weekly that was as of last week so this thing is not slowing down anytime soon everybody needs to take a look at what the NBA did and implement that in some way, shape, or fashion. For NFL, it's a little bit weird because they have way, way more people in their facilities and a lot of people on the team. So it's going to be difficult, but they got to figure out what they need to do to ensure that they keep everyone safe in their bubble. It's the same thing that the NHL did as well. So, And also, the other good news about the NBA that I want to bring up is just how they dealt with all the racial tensions that was going on. I mean, they put a spotlight on the racial tensions and did a great job at putting a spotlight on it. I mean, at one point, the Bucks, the Milwaukee Bucks walked off the court and decided they weren't going to play an NBA playoff game. Why? Because they they, they were like, we, we need some things done. And the way they did a boycott that ended up spreading to other leagues. And it was pretty cool to watch. It was pretty cool to watch. However, the ratings were trash. Let's just let's just put it what it, what it is. It's like the ratings for the finals this year were down 50%. Now, that, of course, is due to the fact that all of the major sports were playing all at the same time. 
and we just don't expect for this to be happening so that played a major role in the fact that ratings are down everyone expected that hey sports is back and everybody's gonna rush to watch sports but when all sports are back at the same time people have to pick and choose which sport they're going to watch so moving on from there the future of games is very much virtual the future of games the future of sports it seems to be moving in one direction and that direction is virtual and what am i talking about i'm talking about video games over the pandemic video games have been massive growing at a pace that has not been seen in years going at a pace that basically is saying that that the the, the estimation is that it's grown the pace that is supposed to grow over the next five years in the last three months is that is the pace that video games has been growing in the second quarter alone video game spending exploded to 11.2 billion dollars that is up 30 percent year over year that's a lot of money that people spent in the second quarter of this year on video games alone one of the biggest gaming platforms that just announced that it's thinking about going public is roblox and everybody over the age of 16 says what the is roblox what, what what are you talking about what is roblox roblox is a gaming platform of people who are under the age of 16 usually are the people who have played the most on it and they are announcing that they're going to be going um going public at a valuation of eight billion dollars next year now the big thing about roblox is it has about 115 plus monthly users now notice I said users and not players because Roblox unlike your favorite games like Fortnite or Apex or Fall Guys or fill in the gap fill in the gap favorite game that people like to play it is not just a game itself it's not just a standalone game it's also a platform for developers to build on top of Roblox pro Roblox provides tools for developers to create games accessories uh, games and accessories for their player base Currently, there are about 2 million developers that have created about 50 million games and developers who have made or are on pace to make about $250 million creating games for the platform. Roblox takes about 30% cut for every single, um, my bad, developers get about 30% of the profit made from any game that they sell on the platform. So Roblox is not just a game alone. Roblox is also a platform that people can create on top of and we've already talked about unity unity was another uh, gaming platform or gaming creating creating platform that went public I think it was last or three weeks ago or so and already they're up 60% so the future is definitely is definitely virtual the future for gaming is definitely virtual and the big thing for gaming is not just the games itself it's not just the people playing the games but it's the platforms that the games are going to be built on top of think about it this way when Apple came out with the Apple Store there was nothing like it before it and because it came out with the Apple Store now the App Store is like the biggest thing ever it built the platform that people can sell products from Sometimes owning the platform is bigger than trying to sell products on the platform because you can sell your own products too, but then you can charge fees for other people to be on your platform, which is why Apple is facing antitrust issues right now. But regardless, still, it's a big deal. It's massive to see just how big video games is becoming in our society. And I'll leave y'all with this. 
pay attention to trends, especially for those who are active investors, who are always trying to find the next big hit, who are always trying to find the next major, major change in the investing sphere and trying to find that 50% return on investment. The biggest thing is to pay attention to trends. And I'm not talking about trends that you participate in because most of y'all who listen to my show are millennials with between the age of 25 and above. Not the trends that we participate in, but the trends that our little ones, our nephews, our nieces, all the people that are around us that, that use different software. Talk to the parents. What are the things that they're using in school? Because that's where the next trends are going to be. Gary Vee talks about how he knew that Snapchat, Twitter, um, Instagram were going to be some of the next biggest platforms because when he would walk in an airport, he would see that they always had this yellow icon on their phone. So pay attention to trends. This is just a side note advice talking to all my investors out there. Pay attention to upcoming trends of what people are starting to use. So Roblox might be a hit in the future. Again, this is not investing advice or anything like that. This is just general. This is just very general. Moving on from there, apparently all these stores want us to go broke because we talking about sales, 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 and more sales, man. All these stores are trying to make us broke. We already talked about Amazon Prime, which is going on right now. And let's be honest, Amazon Prime is kind of trash. Let's just be honest. Me and my me and my friend were talking about this yesterday. We we're talking about the fact that Amazon Prime kind of trash. There's not a whole lot of good deals. Amazon Prime is basically Amazon trying to sell you more Echo products, trying to sell you more Alexa-enabled products at a cheaper price. But for the general items on there, you gotta really, really, really search in that thing, or you gotta really want to be buying something to see it at a discount and buy it. Because generally, it's like 20% discounts most. And I was just kind of like, eh, that's very underwhelming. Like, that's not, that's not what I've come to expect. Like, it was very, I was very whelmed, I guess is the way that I'll put it for Amazon Prime. But regardless, Amazon Prime was not the only one trying to get in your pockets this week. Best Buy had its Black Friday deals early. Walmart, Target, Home Depot. Like, all these stores just decided, you know what? If Amazon can do it, so can we. We're having Black Friday early, too. And so they all announced their holiday shopping season, bringing it all the way from November all the way to October, trying to put their hands in our pockets. And we ourselves are just like, you know what? They can have it. We're going to give it to them. Whether we, you know, there's nothing else for us to do. We're just going to give them this thing because what? <sighs> there's nothing we can really do about this. And so Amazon just... I mean, they put out their holiday shopping stuff out there and they're trying to get us to give them all our money and they're just rubbing us, man. They're just taking all our money. It's not, it's, it's not fair, man. It's not fair. This is why you should buy shares rather than buying items, random items on Amazon Prime. Buy yourself some in some funds and that way you make money when other people are buying all these products. Buy shares, not stuff buy shares not stuff but anyway the biggest thing that we're gonna see from this time around of how these companies target best buy walmart are going to counter amazon is through curbside pickup because as we all know convenience is our forever the death of all of us and so that's why we go to amazon amazon is convenient i don't have to go to a store i don't have to browse anything i can just click it shows up in two days so what these stores figured out was hey hold on a second what we can do is we can offer curbside pickup so you can buy something on the same day, drive to the store, and pick it up. And so 
what they've seen is this has worked very well. I've been doing this for years, by the way. I've been doing carry out pickup for years. But Target reported that it saw a 700% increase in curbside pickups in the third quarter. Best Buy reported $5 billion in the second quarter from curbside pickup orders alone. Alone, meaning that a lot of people still want to go out and shop, but they would rather just do curbside pickup so they can have that item on the same day. So this is how these businesses are challenging Amazon because the most important part of the delivery service, the most important part of of having to deliver something to someone or someone ordering something online is the last mile to your door. It's very easy for Amazon to order something in the air, to order something by train, by boat, all that kind of stuff. But to get it to your door, that's the hardest piece of the puzzle for any business. And so these these companies from Best Buy to um, Walmart to Target, each one of these companies are deciding that rather than us take on that burden, Yes, we will deliver it to your door sometimes, but for the most part, we gonna let the customers take that burden on themselves. Rather than us try to figure out delivery and all of these other stuff, we're just gonna make it very convenient for somebody to drive up and we're just gonna load their trunk up. We're gonna make it very convenient for you to still come to the store and pick it up. That way, they don't have to deal with that last mile of delivery, which has been extremely expensive and Amazon has been trying to figure that thing out for years. And so stores are going to use their brick and mortar to their advantage, which is what Walmart has been doing for a long, long time. Now, speaking of money flowing out of our pockets, Apple just had another event on Tuesday. Man, is it just me or does it feel like Apple has had an event like every other month or even in fact every month this entire pandemic period? It feels like they've just been making announcement after announcement. They just can't keep themselves out of our mouths. They just got us talking about them every single day. Like it feels like I'm always talking about Apple in one shape, form or fashion. But I guess that's the that's the beauty of a good business. When you have a good business, you're going to be doing something right, right and everybody's going to be talking about you. But anyway, Apple on Tuesday had their Apple high speed event. At the event, they announced all kinds of different products. There were some interesting but kind of lame North, <laughs> but kind of lame announcements that they made. They announced a new HomePod mini, which to me is kind of like, eh, I mean, it's cool, but it's kind of eh. And also, as of course, because it's Apple, it's going to have an Apple tax. The HomePod Mini, which is I think is about the same size as like a Google Home Mini or a uh, Amazon Echo Dot, it costs twice as much. It's $100 for the Apple HomePod Mini. And of course, it's still not as good as the Google Home Mini or even the Alexa Dot, the Echo Dot. So it's there. It's cool. If you really, really, really just have to have apple products for whatever reason because you're all the way into the ecosystem eh, you have it i mean it's there it's available for you you can go buy it but you know it's kind of like eh. it's kind of like ah man you know it's there but i wouldn't be like oh yeah that's the thing that i'm gonna go get for sure that's not you know but anyway it's there the main announcements were the phones they announced four brand new phones they announced the iphone 12 the iPhone 12 mini, the iPhone 12 Pro, the iPhone 12 Pro Max. And they're getting all the way in your pockets. They're telling you that, look, we got a phone, whatever budget you got, we got a phone for you. 
Whatever hand size you got, we got a, don't work, don't even worry about it. We got a phone for you. If you only got 400 bucks, man, easy. We got the iPhone SE. You, you only got 500 bucks, man, we got the iPhone 10R. It's still available for you. Oh, you only got 600 bucks? Man, simple. We got the iPhone 11. That thing is available for you. Any price point you can think of, we got you covered. Because we Apple. And we do it big. <laughs> but, but anyway, the big news was not really any of the new phones. I mean, the new phones were pretty cool. I mean, the biggest difference between the iPhone 12 versus the iPhone 12 Pro Max or the Pro was just the camera system. One comes with two cameras. The other one comes with three cameras. The iPhone 12 Pro has a better screen. Um, so if you really are into photography and those kind of things, and I'm not talking about basic photography. I'm talking about like you care about all the details. You want your greens to be really, really green. You want your reds to be really, really, really red. And those kind of things where you're like all the nitpicky stuff that people who like to take photographs like to pick up on then you get the pro max other than that everybody else get that iphone 12 like please don't waste your money please just get the iphone 12 you don't need all the extra stuff in the pro max but if it's for you then it's for you go get the pro i'm not gonna i'm not gonna tell nobody what to do you can decide what you want to do it's your money i'm just gonna advise you that you should probably just get the iphone 12 however even more so maybe save yourself a couple more dollars and just get the iphone 11 which is gonna be a whole lot more cheaper and it's basically gonna do the same thing that the iphone 12 and 12 pro max does but the biggest news one was they announced the iphone 12 mini which is a small device and it shows that apple pays attention to customers because one of the things that has been happening with phones recently is the fact that you know what let me just show you this this is my phone this thing is massive this is the pixel 3xl this thing is massive this is the iphone 7 this thing is not that big and even the iPhone 12 mini is a little bit smaller than this. So it's pretty cool that Apple is bringing this to the game and it's showing everybody that, hey, you can still have a very powerful device and have it compact for people who have tiny little hands <laughs> when that, that need a smaller device. So it's pretty cool. I'm excited for that. But the biggest news from the entire Apple event was the fact that the 5g 5g was all the thing like they were just talking about 5g 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 and usually this means that we're going to be pushing into 5g a lot more because whenever apple does any kind of technology everybody else tends to follow suit so if apple decides today hey 5g is the next thing and we're going to put every single one of our new phones is going to have 5g then yes 5g is going to start taking off i'm gonna be honest Apple tends to have that effect on the market. When Apple does something, it makes the market move. So it's pretty cool, and it's going to be exciting to start seeing 5G being pushed out more and more and more and more. So I'm excited for that. I'm very, very excited for it. But everything else, and even then, I, okay, personal advice for anybody who needs a new phone, and they're looking at this, and they're like, man, should I really just buy this phone because of 5G? The answer is no, because by the time that 5G is readily available for you to actually use, you're gonna need a new phone by then. I mean, Apple iPhones last for about five years minimum. So in the next five years, 5G will be that expansive. I don't think 5G is gonna be where it needs to be for the next two or three years. So for the most part, I'll even say people get the iPhone 11. 
Like, get the iPhone 11 Pro for a much cheaper price. I mean, the iPhone 12 Pro is $1,000. The Pro Max starts at $1,100. Save yourself some money. Get a used iPhone from the Apple website, and it's a lot cheaper. Save yourself some money. Next, we have Facebook. Facebook made some big calls, man. Facebook finally is finally going on the offensive by being more defensive. If that makes any sense. Is that as clear as mud? Facebook finally decided that, hey, we're going to start blocking some folks. We're going to start removing some nonsense because all you people crazy. All you people kind of stupid. I'm just kidding, man. That's not what they said, but that's how I interpreted it because there's a lot of stupid stuff out there and there's a lot of nonsense out in this world. But anyway, Facebook finally decided to start banning anti-vaccination ads on its platform. But like with anything else with Facebook, there's always comes an ask. Facebook, why can't y'all just do something? Like, just do it. Like, oh my God, why? Facebook, why does, why, why, why can't you just be straight up? Like, come on, man, come on. But anyway, the asterisk is, although it's banning ads about anti-vaccination, it's still going to allow a lot of viral content on anti-vaccination because Facebook wants those dollars and people like sensationalism. And so therefore that's how they drive their dollars. And so they're still gonna allow those kind of things on their platform. And they're also gonna allow ads that advocate against vaccines related to government policies or anti-vaccine or against vaccines policies. So, you know, government policies that say, you know, get your polio shots and all these other shots to ensure that these kind of diseases don't rise again well there are ads that say don't do it don't do it because you don't need to do it because the government is trying to shoot you up with some kind of microchip to control you and all this you know what i'm not going down that rabbit hole but anyway this is very very important that facebook is making making this step to start blocking this ads because since the beginning of summer until now the percentage of people who say that they will take a covid vaccine has dropped from 70 percent to 50%. And in order for us to have herd immunity from a vaccine, we need 70% of people to get vaccinated in order to actually put COVID down. And so if that's what's happening, we need changes. And I mean, there's a lot of different reasons as to why people are deciding not to get a vaccine. It's not just because of Facebook. Part of it is we just don't trust our administration anymore. We don't trust the leadership of the United States at this point in time. I mean, we even heard presidential candidate Joe Biden come out and said he will not take a vaccine if Trump is the one who is pushing that that there's a new vaccine. So there's a loss of faith in the entire system right now. But in the case of Facebook, previously Zuck, Mark Zuckerberg, as we like to call him, Zuck, has been playing a broken tape of I am not an arbiter of truth. I am all about free speech. I'm not gonna embed imped free speech. I'm just gonna let people do what it, it wants to do. But recently, it seems like he switched out his tape to play a more in-tune tape that says, hey, if you're saying some kind of nonsense and proving all kinds of stupidity, we gonna ban your nonsense butt and remove you from here if you're saying all kinds of stuff. I mean, recently, Facebook blo- blocked a bunch of pages dedicated to QAnon who are a group of people who believe that the Holocaust was a hoax. I mean, what? But anyway, they started blocking false content also relating to different health issues. So these are the things that Facebook are finally getting up to the bat and doing what they need to have been doing from the very beginning. 
But either way, you know, the internet, I can't ever blame Facebook in all honesty, because for anybody who used the internet back in 2005, 2006, 2007, 2008, the internet was a very nice place. Like, let's just be honest. The internet was a very nice place. I mean, you go on YouTube, all the comments were nice. You go on Twitter, everybody was super nice to each other. But as with anything, we human beings, we just don't, we just can't have anything nice. We just always got to break stuff. But anyway, moving on from there. A lot of the big banks released their earnings this week. And as we all thought, things ain't that great. But they are much better than they were in the second quarter. And this brings us back to the question of the week. Quarterly earnings are the reason my entire sleep schedule are in shambles. Because I'm going to have to, after work... And after doing all these podcasts and making videos and all this other stuff, and after class, I'm going to have to find time as a investor, which I'm not really an investor. I mean, I barely have a big enough portfolio, but as somebody who likes to pick single stocks, you got to stay up to date and hear from the leadership of the companies that you are investing in. So what are quarterly earnings? Quarterly earnings give us, the people, the public, a chance to see how a company has been operating for a quarter. What is a quarter? January, February, March. That's one quarter. So every three months, that's a quarter. Just divide up 12 divided by four, and that's every three months, that's one quarter. So it basically gives us an an idea of what have y'all been doing in the last quarter and how have you been handling the company? What does your budget look like? And also, more importantly, it gives us a chance to hear from the leadership of the company to see how they view the future of the company. Now, of course, you can't take everything they say uh, hook, line and sinker. You got to take it with a grain of salt and come up with your own conclusion from the earnings, which is why it's good to listen. But it's even better for you to just bring up the earnings on your own and go through it and make your own notes on like, hey, why is this here? Why is that there? And do your own research on the company that takes a lot of time this is why i say for most people if you want to invest just invest in ets man you get the average returns but at the same time you get a whole less headaches for me i kind of like looking up these companies and listening to these earnings report because it's just something that i found that i enjoy doing i don't know why i enjoy doing it but i guess i just enjoy doing it and then i can come on here and say that i'm an investor i guess that's the real reason why i enjoy doing it but anyway that's beside the point Recently, we had the big banks do their earnings. They usually go first, which is interesting. But the good things, one of the important things about bank earnings is it gives us an idea to see how people are spending their money. If they're defaulting on credit cards, if they're defaulting on their mortgaging, if if they're taking out more loans, are they using their credit card more often? What are they spending their credit card dollars on? Those kind of things, we will see more information about that, which is why the banks tend to go first. And give us some kind of feel about what the economy is looking like moving forward and what it was in the past. JP Morgan, Bank of America, and Citigroup basically all came out and said the exact same 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 thing. We did not make any additional loan loss pre- preventions. Okay, so let me break down what loan loss preventions are. Loan loss preventions are basically when a bank saves more money. It's basically their emergency fund. They saved money, put it away in case more people default on their loans or more people are not able to pay down anything so basically that's what loan loss prevention is and basically they said that they had they didn't build up their loan loss prevention that much greater but at the same time they still can't you know increase dividends because the fed said not to 
So, and they also said that businesses are slowly becoming to go back into operations. Also, they said that they made most of their dollars from investing. It means a lot of people are starting to pay more attention to the future, which is good. And a lot of people are starting to use their investment services a lot more often. Just a note on earnings as a whole, as we go into the earnings season, a little note about the earnings for S&P 500 companies. In the second quarter, we saw a 32% decline in earnings on average from all the companies in the S&P. It is expected that we're only going to see about a 21% decline of earnings year over year. So I guess we're improving little by little as we are seeing more business activate and hopefully we'll see more economic stimulus activate also side note a little difference about the bank of america earnings versus every other company every other kind of bank that i mentioned earlier that's jp morgan and citigroup bank of america faces additional charges i say this as an investor in bank of america bank of america faces additional challenges because it is a bank that makes a good bit of its profit from lending, from lending out money so now that interest rates are really low is there's a lot less room for them to make money however they have merrill lynch which is their investment arm which has been doing very well for them but again that's not a large part of their revenue that's not a large sum of money that they make from merrill lynch so but for me regardless the stock actually fell after they had their earnings for me that's that's not a bad news because i think eventually and i feel that eventually bank of america will come out of this so it presents an opportunity maybe for me to invest more money into the stock but anyway that's all i got for y'all in this episode i hope y'all learned one maybe two things out of this entire thing i mean i did a lot of rambling but i hope y'all enjoyed it it's been your boy kalichi remember website discord server there's a bunch of goodies in the show notes free stocks from opening different kind of accounts like m1 finance or public i mean you don't have to use them to trade i mean i open public and all these other kind of uh, accounts just so I can get some free money. Webull, all those kind of things so I can get some free stocks. And right now with Webull, you can get two free stocks uh, up to $1,600. Valued at up to $1,600 and minimum of $8 per stock. So if you want to sign up for any one of those platforms, the link is in the show notes. But I'm going to catch you all up on the next one. God bless each and every single one of y'all. And remember, generosity is always greater than greed. Peace!